Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What is up? Welcome in to the 2022 NFL Future Show. I am your host, Alan Bell, and we have a fantastic show lined up for you today to get you prepared for all of your NFL futures, win totals, overs, unders on those, maybe even a little week one action, props, you name it. We've got it all lined up for you. want to say a quick shout out to everyone in the Fantasy Football Today podcast, as well as the Pick 6 podcast, all of us coming together as one big family. But I tell you what, enough of me rambling. Let's bring in the stars of the show. Take a look and look at this all-star lineup. John Bree, my man, how we doing, sir? Yeah, you guys stole me from the Pick 6 podcast. I'm going to have so much fun that I might not ever go back to Prince <laughs> and those guys. There we go. There we go. That's a fun we're looking to have, man. My man Dave, speaking of it, Uncle Dave, as the Early Edge crew knows you. How are you, sir? It is excellent to be back on with everybody. It's good to see you, AB. It's good to see you, Jim Breach's son. It's good to see my favorite degenerate nephew, prop stars in the house. And this is something that I love to do every year. Been doing this for a long time, picking team totals. We've got some. They should be good. I love it. I can't wait. And I'll, I'll tell you what, like, it's amazing that Thursday night the NFL could put on a schedule release show during the NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, you name it. And it crushes, right? Like, the NFL just does massive numbers. And I'm fired up to break down afterward. And especially our man, Prop Stars, bringing it. What's up, man? What's good, AB? I am so excited about this. I'm counting down the days until the NFL season starts. Side note, this feels like a family reunion to be reunited with my long lost uncle Dave. I am so happy to see you, Dave. Nice to come meet on, you. Come on, give, give me a virtual hug here. Here's a hug, on, Abe. Here's a hug. Yes. Yeah, I feel it. I feel the love. Yeah, now, I did a virtual fist bump, guys. Still, still COVID fist bump. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> You got some money for me, maybe, Alex? A couple hundred bucks? You know, help me out. I got a kid going to college. <laughs> there we go. That's how he brings you in. I'll tell you what, Dave, we're going to start with you and everybody uh, listening, whether you're on the podcast or watching on the YouTube live version. What we're going to do is we're going to go through all eight NFL divisions and we're going to start with, uh, you know, best bets that each person has. And we'll kind of switch it around, break it down here. And Dave, like I said, I want to start with you. We're going to start with the NFC North. Before we do that, Everyone, promo code EARLY, E-A-R-L-Y. Get 30 days for free at Sportsline on us. You get everything from the MLB, NFL, and more picks like we're talking about here. Uh, the NBA, Stanley Cup, and the NHL, you name it. The Preakness coming up, everything. Promo code EARLY, 30 days. And everyone, smash that like button, subscribe. You know the drill. We'll get down to it. All right, want to start in the NFC North. All right, so Dave, you've got one play there. Now let's break down a little bit of what has happened in the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers is back, okay? The Chicago Bears look completely different at the head coach and GM position. The Detroit Lions, they didn't get any primetime games, but our man Big Dan Campbell's fired up up there. And the Minnesota Vikings, eh, they're the Minnesota Vikings. So anyway, so Dave, I throw it to you. First pick, what do you got, buddy? 
Well, first of all, you're forgetting that Devonta Adams is no longer in the division. Aaron Rodgers comes back, but he loses his best buddy. The Vikings change coaching staffs. Uh, the Lions got Aiden Hutchinson, who should have probably been the number one overall pick. That's just my opinion in the draft. And then you've got the Bears who do have a new head coach. They do have a new general manager. They don't have Khalil Mack terrorizing quarterbacks off the edge. The offensive line may have gotten worse this offseason. They did very little to improve their wide receivers. No offense, Byron Pringle. No offense, Velas Jones. This is a team that looks like they're tanking, and that's a real shame considering that Justin Fields is the quarterback there. I love the talent that Justin Fields has, but what good is the talent when you surround them with trash. And so this is a team that I think is going to struggle to win a lot of games this year. Right now at Caesars, the over-under on their wins is six and a half, and you actually get juice in your favor, plus 105, if you take the under. They're taking on the NFC North. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not I'm not sure if they can win more than one game in their own division this year. They might be able to take one from the Lions. They play the NFC East. Maybe they win one game there. They play the AFC East. That's the division with the Patriots and the Bills. Maybe they beat the Jets. I don't know. I think the Jets are on the rise. And then their other games are against the 49ers, the Texans, and the Falcons. Look, I don't even know if they're good enough to beat the Texans or the Falcons. I don't think they're winning seven games. This, to me, is, is the best bet you can make right now as far as futures go. There are not players that are on the they, – they are not about to sign – Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry to try and make this receiving core good. There are an offensive linemen that are out there that can help protect Justin Fields. And there is almost nothing that can help this defense put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They are relying on 32 year old Robert Quinn. It's a mess. The bears are in transition. They're heading down before they head up. You can take some money along the way. They are not going to win seven games under six and a half wins for the bears. There you go. Write that one down. And it's funny. I saw a Bears fan, a friend of mine on Twitter. He said, Justin Fields, we signed seven undrafted free agent wide receivers. No more excuses. So I think he was making a nice joke on the roster, as you just alluded to right there. Now, Breach, coming to you, you've got to play on a different team in the NFC North. But feel free to tag along in regards to what Dave was saying with the Bears. Any other teams, drop your play as well. What do you got, my man? Well, my play actually goes well with Dave's play because for the I'm I'm gonna go with the Vikings over here in a second. Um uh the Vikings actually to make the playoffs, but part of that is because I don't think the division's going to be that good. I think the Packers got worse. They probably still win the division, but again, they lost Devontae Adams. We don't know how well Aaron Rodgers is gonna play without Devontae Adams. Uh Dave just went over. I can't even count on my fingers how many reasons he just listed why the Brown uh, the Bears are going to be bad. Um, look, the, the Bears' offense right now is like 2001 in sync. You know, like we all know who Justin Timberlake is. You don't know anyone else. That's it. And so we all know Justin Fields. They he probably could be a good quarterback if they would put any talent around him. But the roster just so depleted of offensive stars. I don't know who Justin Fields is going to throw to. Uh, it just seems like that offense is going to struggle. If you can't score points, you are not going to win the NFL. Uh, and Alan, you mentioned big Dan Campbell. I do think the lions absolutely got better, but that's a team that they went three and 13 or three, 13 and one throwing the tie. Let's not forget about the tie. Even if they improve by four games, you're still only getting up to seven wins. So it just feels like there's some wins to be stolen in that division. And I think the Vikings are going to steal them all. I mean, we all saw what the Vikings did last season. They were eight and nine 
But of those nine losses, eight of them, eight of them were by one score. That is insanity. That's just bonkers when you're losing eight of your nine games by one score. And, you know, when it happens once or twice, uh, you think, oh, it's just bad luck. But when it happens that many times, you kind of need to point somewhere. And it feels like that falls on the coaching staff. And guess what the Vikings did? They clean house. You get rid of Mike Zimmer. You bring in a competent offensive coaching staff. Mike Zimmer was Pete Carroll of the Midwest. He just wanted to run the ball and and play defense and try and win games that way. It wasn't working. Now you bring in Kevin O'Connell. Uh, I don't know that he can make Kirk Cousins a ton better because I think Cousins is getting close to his ceiling. Uh, but I do think Kirk Cousins is good enough with those weapons, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, uh, to get the Vikings to the playoffs. And a big part of that is because I think that we saw the Eagles get in the, the NFC playoffs with a 9-8 and eight record last season. I think 9-8, and 10-7 and seven will be good enough to get in the playoffs this year. And uh, I think the Vikings maybe will actually win a few one-score games this year. And I like the way their schedule sets up. I like that they are feels like the second-best team in the division at worst. Uh, and I like the plus juice on this one. So I love the Vikings getting to the playoffs. Maybe as a seventh seed, maybe a sixth seed as a wild card. Uh, but you know what? Six or seven still a win. So I like Minnesota getting in. Oh, yeah. Any spot. As long as you get in, that ticket cashes, man. And I'm with you, you know, in terms of the uh, – the uh, the one score games that you that you talked about, you know, it's kind of like fumbles. You know, when a team has you know nine fumbles, ten fumbles in a season, and they j- fall on all of them, right? You're like, how in the world does that happen? Usually, the next year it flips, right? So I, I feel you on that. I think the Vikings are, are definitely going to steal some wins uh, in that division and beyond. All right, prop stars, no picks from you in the NFC North. However, any thoughts that you have on either of these four teams? Uh, I, I think this division is going to be pretty top heavy again with Green Bay up top. I, I know we lost Devonte Adams. That's going to be a significant loss. However, there's still some veteran wide receivers out there. Odell Beckham, uh, Julio Jones, the corpse of Julio Jones. But I still feel like, um, you know, with how well Rogers look last season, uh, Green Bay is still positioned to be the class of the division. I would be surprised um, if two teams in this division personally made the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think uh, the Vikings are alive. I do think they're the second-best team in the division. I do like what the Lions did at the draft. I think they had a decent offseason as well. I expect them to be a little bit more competitive uh, next year as well. Yeah, you know, I, look, I'll give the Lions credit and Dan Campbell credit as well, both sides. Uh, as bad as they were last year, they never quit. Man, like that team played for them. Now, we'll see if they do it again this year. They had some brutal, brutal losses there at the end of games, but at least they were running for them, man. So, yeah, I feel you on that. And also, you mentioned Julio Jones. Yeah, I'd be careful asking for that one. He didn't necessarily put up a ton of yards, stats, or even games in Nashville last year, but eh, who knows. All right, let's move over to the NFC South, and only one pick here. All right, Dave, I'm going to come back to you because you've got it. You're looking at yeah. Carolina. Break it down. What do you got? I'm not a fan of this Panthers team either, although I do think their defense will be a little bit better than the Bears defense. Um, but their offense, ugh, I, I, even with their first round pick of Aquanu to play left tackle, don't love their offensive line. Obvious question to quarterback when you've got Sam Darnold and Matt Corral and that's it. That's a problem. And I just I I know that there's a lot of talent that fantasy managers love. There's McCaffrey, there's DJ Moore, there's Robbie Anderson. All right. No, no one really loves Robbie Anderson in fantasy. We're all about McCaffrey and Moore. But 
I, I, I have a hard time seeing the Panthers win games, particularly since they're in the same division as the Saints and the Bucks. And I think those two teams are going to sweep the Carolina Panthers this year. They take on the NFC West. Everybody knows how tough that NFC West is. They take on the AFC North. There isn't anybody in, in this video right now that knows how tough the AFC North is better than Mr. John Breach. I don't know if they're going to get a single win against the NFC West or the AFC North. And so their final three games are against Detroit, the Giants, the Broncos. Maybe they win two of those, but even if they sweep the Falcons, that's four wins right there. Maybe five, not six, and definitely not seven. So the rule of thumb here is that because it's just six flat to go under um, at minus 110, if they finish six and 11, okay, you get your money back. No big deal. But I think you're playing with house money, and I think there is a much better chance of this Panthers team getting five or fewer wins than seven or more wins. And I think we're going to see a new coaching staff in place in Carolina as well after the season. It's going to be a rough one. Yeah, you know, I agree. And props, I'll get to you one second. Yeah, you're right. Like I was going to say, first off, great call getting this at an even number, right? Like five and a half is a much different number than six. Very. Call on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with Carolina, like it, it feels like this entire staff, I mean, we already saw Joe Brady gone last year, right? Like, and nothing much better has happened here. I'm with you. I think that they're going to be looking for a new coaching staff, looking for a new quarterback. They've even moved where their headquarters was going to be built at a mm. Rock Hill, South Carolina. Like, everything True. has just gone crazy for Carolina. So, Prop Stars, I throw it to you and Breach, go right after him. Feel free to jump in on anything that Dave said, anything with, you know, the change that we've seen in New Orleans, with Tom Brady and his two-week retirement, the Atlanta Falcons. Feel free to hit on anything in the NFC South. Props, go ahead. We go. Yeah, I, I like this pick by Dave quite a bit. Uh, we saw this. It's going to be a long season in Carolina, in my opinion. Uh, anytime your best player is a running back with a ton of tread on the tires, we saw what this offense looked like when Christian McCaffrey went down as well. It was ugly. I just think, you know, like when your best player is a running back, but it's just not a recipe for long-term success in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, I do think the defense is young. There is some talent there, but this offense is going to be a mess. I actually just really like fading Carolina. So nice job, Dave. Thank you. I, Dave, I love the idea of fading Carolina. My only issue is that the, the NFC South scares me as far as how bad it is. And the only reason, like, I, if I was going to bet anything, it would be the Panthers under. Uh, so I do love your choice. But, but the thing that scares me, and you mentioned it with that they could possibly end up sweeping the Falcons, is this team was bad last year, and they still managed to go two and four in the division. The division's still not that great outside the Buccaneers. So it's not implausible to see them maybe sweeping the Falcons or even splitting with the Saints. And then if they go three and three in the division, the question becomes can they sneak four other wins uh, out of their schedule. And you kind of went through the whole thing and they'd have to beat all the bad teams they face, like the Giants, the Lions. Uh, there aren't very minimal, many winnable games on their schedule after that, uh, which is why I like your pick. But the only reason I'm not on the board with these NMC South teams, just I'm afraid, like if you bet the Falcons under, boom, they go four and two in the division with losses to the Buccaneers and then they scrape out three wins on the rest of their schedule. So just the division's so unpredictable outside of Tampa that that's, that's what makes this one difficult for me. Yeah. I a hundred percent feel you on that because there's so much volatility that can happen. I have no idea what the saints are going to be without Drew or Drew Brees, without Sean Payton. Like, I have no idea. You know what I mean? With the Falcons, I'm not buying into them, but if the saints are awful, like you're finding wins there. So I'm with you, like staying away from anything except 
what Dave broke down there, that feels like the only one that's going to be, you know, a constant in that division. All right, let's move over to the NFC East and Breach. I'm coming to you. All right, you got to play the Cowboys here. Hit me with it, man. What you got? All right, look, this is, I hate overthinking things, and we're one day after the schedule coming out, so I'm not going to overthink it. The Cowboys have the best quarterback in the division by far in Dak Prescott. The Cowboys have the best roster in the division, maybe not by far. It's a little bit closer there. And I just think that with those two things and the fact that they were way better than every other team last year, they went 6-0 in division. They won the NFC East by three games over the Eagles. And I think the other teams have gotten better. I just don't think they have closed the gap enough. So I like the Cowboys here, especially at just minus 110 to win the division title. That being said, part of me does hate this pick because I do know that we have not seen a team repeat as NFC East champion since 2004. I am very well aware of that, but that streak's got to end at some point, right? You can't just go on forever. Um, so because the Cowboys are the best quarterback and the best roster in the, the division, I am just going to ride them to another division title. Yeah, I feel you. You know, and you look at Dak Prescott's numbers in the NFC East and outside the NFC East, I mean, completely different guy completely different quarterback, different team. And I know that Amari Cooper had a lot to do with that, especially against Washington, but still, yeah, I feel you on it. Now, Prop Stars coming to you. You got a little bit of a different play here. Now, not necessarily complete opposite of breach, but you're looking at Philadelphia. What do you got? Yeah, I, I love the Eagles to make the playoffs. Uh, you can get this around minus 115, I saw on some books. I just thought the Eagles had just uh, hit a home run as far as the offseason was concerned. Uh, it was a tale of two halves as far as their season. Last year, we saw a big philosophical switch midway through the season where they became a very run-heavy attack. We saw how much success they had in the second half of the year, ran the ball as much as any team in the NFL, I just love what they did in the offseason, added Hassan Reddick from those Panthers, taking away some talent there, uh, double-digit sacks the past two years, added a really good linebacker in Kaiser White from San Diego. We know about the draft, adding a guy like A.J. Brown. I thought they killed the draft, adding uh, Jordan Davis, I think, is going to be an impact player year one out of Georgia. I love Nakobe Dean, the linebacker as well from Georgia, uh, both fills a need. And I feel like he was by far the most talented player available in the third round. Uh, yeah, I just think the Eagles are going to be very competitive. They have an identity now as well. They put the weapons around Jalen Hurts to be successful. They're going to continue to run the ball a lot. It's a lot of talent on this Eagles team. Also helps that they're playing the AFC South this year as well. Hopefully get three or four wins uh, there. So, yeah, I just think the Eagles are one of the more talented teams in the NFC, and they are super alive to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be really good. Flirt with 10 wins. Yeah, that uh, that Eagles Titans game uh, should be kind of interesting if AJ Brown's in the uh, in the starting lineup there. That should be fun. And two, I'll say this: if I were an Eagles fan, all right, and Howie Roseman is my GM slash president, like I would be thrilled because this dude is not afraid to throw chips on the horn bet, right, on a crap table. Like he's he's about it. My man will go and spend money. If I were a fan, I'd at least respect that. Win or lose, at least we're giving it a shot. All right, Dave, coming to you. Your thoughts, NFC East, anything. Bella said here or your thoughts on any other teams take it where you want man uh i i actually don't love either of their bets i understand the rationale for it the reason why i don't like alex's bet is because i think there's just too much juice involved i would have much rather have taken something like that if it was closer to even 
I, I wouldn't expect there to be odds in my favor on Philadelphia to make the playoffs, but I'd probably just rather take a harder look at their win total and see if there's better odds there. I do think they can make the playoffs. I think both those teams can make the playoffs. We've already talked about the NFC North. There's really only two teams in contention there. We've already talked about the NFC South. There's really only two teams in contention there. I'm worried about the NFC West taking so many teams with them into the playoffs. The Rams are good. The Cardinals have potential. The 49ers have potential, although their quarterback situation is one worth watching. Um, and, and, and Seattle, Seattle, they're not going anywhere this year, no matter what <laughs> P. Carroll thinks. So I, I think the odds are, are pretty good. I just I wish I didn't have to lay 115 or 125, uh, whatever it is or whatever you find for Philadelphia to make the playoffs. Um, but I, I, I agree with everything else. I think that they had a great offseason, and I think they're going to be a very competitive team this year. Nice. All right, let's move over to the NFC West here. And only one pick. Breach, I'm going to come to you on it. And uh, obviously, Dave, props, feel free to jump in right afterward. Uh, you're on the Rams here. Win the NFC West. What do you see in there? I am all over the Rams. I cannot believe that the Los Angeles Rams are plus money to win this division. And it's not just that I'm on the Rams. I'm a, All the other teams have had... Uh, I don't want to say horrible off seasons, but they have a lot of question marks. I mean, you start with the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended the first six games. We saw last season what the Cardinals offense looks like without DeAndre Hopkins on the field. It was ugly. They were bad. Uh, yes, they traded for Marquise Brown, but do we know that Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown are going to magically be able to uh, go back to their college Jays and uh, have that chemistry that they did I think at Oklahoma, I mean, yeah, they yeah. put up huge numbers together. We don't know if it's going to happen in the NFL. And we don't know that uh, Marquise Brown, it, he was good in Baltimore. Is he magically going to become great in Arizona? I don't know. So I'm not completely buying the Cardinals. 49ers, we don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. If it's Jimmy Garoppolo, that scares me a little bit more, but it feels like it's going to be Trey Lance. I can't imagine the 49ers keeping Lance on the bench for another season, and that just doesn't uh, bother me at all. I don't think the 49ers will be as good as they were last year if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback. And the Seahawks, we need to talk about the Seahawks because they're not going to win the division. Uh, so it just feels like you have the Rams at the top, and they feel like the only team that actually got better. I mean, Allen Robinson feels like one of the most underrated signings of the entire offseason. You're adding that to the offense already has Cooper Cup. I mean, that's insane. I don't know what secondaries, what defenses are going to do to stop both of those guys. Other uh, than the defense had a couple quiet upgrades, trading for Troy Hill, adding Bobby Wagner. I mean, sure, Bobby Wagner's lost a step, but he's still an improvement for the Rams uh, at the linebacking position. So it just feels like they are the best team in that division and at plus money. I love this one. So this Jeez. is the, this is the opposite of how I felt about proppies Eagles bet. I love the juice here getting plus plus one thirty-five. This is a fantastic find John. So I tip the cap that I'm not wearing to you. I do worry a little bit about the Rams pass rush, not having Von Miller. I think he made a big difference for them, but I, I've been studying defenses this week. I've got a story coming out next week on CBSports.com. Um, basically grading every element of every defense and how it applies to fantasy football. It's a can't miss. If you play fantasy football, you got to read it. It gives you the true strength of schedule for every single player in fantasy football. And one of the things I've realized about the Rams is that they've done a great job with Leonard Floyd, and they've made him a great pass rusher. Everybody really feeds off of Aaron Donald in this offense, but no one more so than Floyd. I think the Rams are definitely the favorite to win this division. The only way they don't is if the Cardinals even and the Cardinals lost Chandler Jones. That's a huge problem. And they didn't really replace him. And their secondary isn't really that great. 
Kyler has to stay healthy for them to compete. And Trey Lance has to play at worst like Jimmy Garoppolo and at best like Kyler Murray for the 49ers to compete. So plus 135, I love this. I think it's awesome odds for the Rams to repeat as NFC West champs. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, you know, you look at the Rams, I think that, you know, them being under so much pressure, not only the players, but the coaching staff, the front office, everybody essentially going all in to win a Super Bowl last year, right? Like, I think they're actually going to play better this year because the pressure's off, right? And most teams, it's you win a Super Bowl, everybody gets paid, they leave out there. Well, all of these were trades and acquisitions. These guys are already getting paid. There's not like brand new contracts coming for the entire team, right? So I think that the Rams are actually going to play loose, which is frightening for other teams because they are that good. And then you look at San Francisco. We, we don't even know about the Debo Samuel situation still in regards to that. Like you said, the quarterback situation. And yeah, Breach, like you said, the Cardinals, completely different team without Hopkins on the field. Completely. Prop stars, your thoughts anywhere, anything on the NFC West. We got yeah, I echo these guys' sentiments. I, I do love this bet as well. I think it's an excellent spot. I think this division uh, got a lot weaker outside of Los Angeles. I think the Cardinals are going to take a major step back. I considered actually fading them at eight and a half wins. Uh, just did not like what I saw in the second half of the season from the Cardinals. I think they performed way above expectations in the first half of the season. Obviously got off to a great start and then just really struggled down the stretch. Uh, yeah, I think the only real X factor here or, or thing that could potentially challenge Los Angeles in the division is going to be uh, some Kyle Shanahan wizardry, wizardry uh, with San Francisco. Outside of that, I do think the Rams are a pretty large favor. I think this is a great, great bet, though, uh, as far as the Rams winning the division, especially at plus odds. There we go. All right, we're going to get to the AFC. But first, before we do, a quick message. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, and we are back. Right, let's go to the AFC North here. All right, Prop Stars, I'm going to come to you. You got two plays. All right, one in Baltimore, one in Pittsburgh, which, fascinating enough, Pittsburgh doesn't leave the Eastern time zone all year long, which is awesome for them. Uh, but, yeah, break those two plays down. What do you got, Props? Yeah, I'm going to start in Pittsburgh because I know Uncle Dave is on the opposite side, and you know I love some family drama. So, yeah, I love fading the Steelers this uh, this year. Under seven and a half wins, you can get this a plus 100. I just do not see a team that is led by some combination of Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett winning eight games. Uh, rookie quarterback in the AFC North. I think this division is also just going to be very competitive with De uh, Deshaun Watson joining. I think the Ravens are going to bounce back, which I'll get to shortly. Obviously, the Bengals are 
very likely to be competitive again. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers finished last year with a 26th rated offensive line, according to PFF. Uh, they're bringing nearly that entire line back as well. Made minimal moves in free agency to upgrade that offensive line. Uh, they actually lost their highest graded lineman and Trey Turner in free agency as well. Steelers have the worst schedule as well as far as strength the schedule is concerned, I believe. Um, first eight games, five of them are on the road. They have to play the Bengals, Patriots, Browns, Bills, Bucks, Eagles, Dolphins in the first eight weeks. I think their defense will be above average, but I just have a difficult time imagining a team led by a rookie quarterback playing in the AFC North with a terrible offensive line and just brutal schedule winning eight games. Yeah, and I think everybody on Twitter, uh, if Kenny Pickett comes out and starts throwing picks, they're going to have some nice play on words with his last name. This could be some fun memes for sure whenever he gets in the game. All right, Breach, coming to you. You got two plays as well. One on the Bengals, one on the Ravens. What do you got? Yeah, and, and both of mine kind of go along with props there uh, because uh, the Ravens, I do think they are going to be good. Look, we saw what happened to the Ravens last season. It felt like they had 112 guys on injured reserve, which shouldn't be possible because 53-man rosters. But somehow, despite all those injuries, John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, they still eked out eight wins. That that shouldn't have been possible. Most teams that deal with the injury situation the Ravens had probably win five or six games. And so the fact that they almost hit 500, you have to think they're going to be a lot healthier this year. And at full strength, this feels like a team that wins 10 or 11 games this season. Uh, you know, it's not an easy schedule, but if you're the Ravens, you have to love the fact that you open up against the Jets. Then you have the Dolphins, two very winnable games to start the season. You start off 2-0, and then boom, anything can happen. Uh, and then the Bengals, I always feel like the Bengals are the one team that gets disrespected in Vegas, and not so much this year, but last year, I mean, I think I, I, I almost paid my mortgage one month betting on the Bengals in the playoffs, and it's just, it, for whatever reason, it's probably because people just don't like betting on the Bengals because they're an uncomfortable team and they've been bad for so long. Uh, but at nine and a half, it feels like they're a team that should be able to hit that because you look at their one big weakness. It was on the offensive line. They made some huge, huge upgrades there. I mean, signing Leal Collins late in free agency was a, a, just a great grab for Leal Collins to go there uh, for kind of under market value. Uh, that was a good get for Cincinnati, and obviously Alex Kappa uh, will come in and play guard. Ted Karras playing center. So you bring in three new starters on the offensive line, and if Joe Burrow's standing upright, I mean, he was getting sacked 50 times a season, set the NFL record for most getting sacked in the playoffs. Uh, well, when he's not getting sacked, I'm assuming he'll be a much better quarterback. Uh, so I like the Bengals to hit 10 or 11 wins also. Yeah, it, you know, I feel like if you have Joe Burrow as your quarterback, as your team leader, like, as long as he's playing, you're going to be involved. You're going to be winning games. Like, that dude just wins games for sure. All right, props. I want to get to you in one second. Actually, go ahead. Go ahead. Then we're going to get to Dave. Because yeah, there's I a lot of people last night, Heinz Field, that want to hear what he's got to say. Go ahead. Yeah, so I had another pick as well. That is the Ravens to make the playoffs. Wanted to touch on that briefly. I love everything that Breach just said regarding them. I just love the Ravens' chances to bounce back this year. After an injury-riddled season last year, I believe I, I read a statistic last year at one point, they had the most uh, injuries in the secondary in NFL history. Uh, we saw the results. I just feel like they were very unlucky from an injury standpoint as much as any team last year. Um, by the time game one rolled around as well, they were down their top three running backs as well heading into the season. I, I loved what they did in the offseason. Just absolutely had a great draft. 
added Marcus Williams to their secondary safety from New Orleans. This guy is an all-pro level player, just huge impact guy. Uh, love what they did, adding Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton. I think they have the best safety group in the NFL right now with him, Chuck Clark as well. Just uh, accumulated a lot of talent. Uh, also, they picked up arguably the best center prospect in the draft, who a lot of mocks had them taking at pick 14, but they instead got him at pick 25, I think, with that Hollywood Brown trade. Um, in Tyler Linderbaum, I think that was a great add as well. Yeah, I just think the Ravens are just primed for a bounce back. Love their chances to make the playoffs. Dude, you know my love for offensive line. The fact that you're bringing in center talk. That is fantastic, man. All right, Dave. Now, a bunch of people in Pittsburgh, they've heard the slander. You're going the opposite way. What do you got? At 10 to 1, I'm going the opposite way for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win their division. And I think a little bit about Mike Tomlin and his track record of finding ways to win, including last year and the year before when Ben Roethlisberger's arm was terrible. The Steelers haven't had a losing season ever, ever with Mike Tomlin as their head coach. And seven of their last eight years, they've been above 500. So I think they just are good at finding ways to win and keeping competitive, even in their division, while everybody else is getting better. I mostly agree about the Ravens. I think they did a good job this offseason. I still have some question marks about their receiving core, and I don't know who's healthy in their backfield. It looks like Dobbins and Gus Edwards are still going to be on the pup list when training camp starts. Those guys might be fighting to get ready, or to be ready, rather, for week one of the NFL season. Lucky for them that they've added a couple of other running backs. They should be at least they should be able to tread water there until one of those two guys is ready to play. And and I think the offensive line has definitely gotten better in Baltimore. Hopefully Linderbaum does make a, a big jump from the college ranks to the pros. But I think the Steelers did a good job too, improving their offensive line. Alex, you said they didn't do anything. They got James Daniels from the Bears. I think he was a good offensive lineman and a good pickup for them. Mason Cole from Minnesota is someone who I think is going to be able to be a factor. Kendrick Green's going to be a second-year player. He should be able to take a step forward. That's the interior of that line. But the thing that I really like about the Steelers and their whole quarterback situation is that they got Kenny Pickett. And I'll guarantee you that somebody from this Steelers organization watched every practice that Kenny Pickett was in because it was in the same building. They know all about Kenny Pickett. They know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. I think he's going to be their week one starter. I think he was the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft. Not saying he's going to be great for fantasy. Let's not go crazy. But I think he'll do a good job managing things for Pittsburgh, which should be a little bit more of a balanced offense, kind of like the Ravens normally are, a little bit more run-heavy. And if they are successful running the ball and they're just good enough throwing the ball, I expect their defense to carry the day on the other side, keep them competitive. I think they are better than 10-1 to to win that division. There you go. All right, and uh, props, I'll get to you one second. Let me say this. you, you were, When you were speaking about Mike Tomlin, look, I understand that it's an NFL team. The Pittsburgh Steelers should be up for the award for the best well-run small family business in the country every year. Like, they do things properly, professionally. I'm with you, man, 100%. It's either them or Wawa, one of the two. <laughs> Absolutely. How, how can you go Wawa, Dave, when there's sheets in Pittsburgh? You just you just uh, annihilated yourself to the Pittsburgh community after bringing up Wawa when sheets is – uh, by far the choice in Western Pennsylvania. I don't know. Sheets. I live in South Florida. Alex, hey, I, Wawa's it, it is like the big, it's the big Pennsylvania debate. Sheets or Wawa in Western Pennsylvania are so loyal to sheets. I can't believe you'd bring up Wawa after going on this rant 
uh, hey. about how great the Steelers are, Dave. Hey, at least I know my my Western Pennsylvania football. Hey, let me say, let me say this, Dave. You just uncorked something for we've looked for a year on the early edge. Something that gets prop stars fired up, and apparently it's Wawa versus Sheets. <laughs> well done on that prop. What are you gonna say, man? I was just going to offer Dave a 10 to one pizza bet on this Steelers team uh, making the playoffs. That's how confident I am. They're going to miss. So So is this 10 pizzas to one? That is 10 pizzas to one. Oh, dude. My doctor just told me that I've gained 20 pounds and I need to watch what I eat. And then, yeah, I, 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 if you, if we had had this a week ago, I would have been like, yeah, but I've just been told that I might die. If I, keep I don't want to contribute no. to an early maybe case, we'll, so. maybe a 10 to we, 1 vegetable bet yeah 10, 10 to 1 apple to 1 I'll bet you a carrot <laughs> there you we know? go man. or, we or maybe a Wawa salad something like that 10 to yeah, 1 Wawa got, we, salads we've got convenience store talk near death talk vegetable bets like you can't beat this show at all alright let's go over to the AFC South here and Breach I'm going to come right back at you man because you got three plays all three on the same team the Indianapolis Colts what do you see, man? There is no team as of right now in May. We don't know anything about training camp. What's going on? But as of right this second, there is no team I love more right now based on the value of their bets uh, and based on how good I think they're going to be than the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, this is a game. This is a team. Obviously, we saw them. Carson Wentz last year. They still won nine games, even though Carson Wentz was out there trying to lose games left and right. I mean, there were a couple losses last season. Alan, I'm sure you remember the uh, the, the Titans game. Carson Wentz throws two interceptions. It was a 34-31. I think the second game they played, uh, he threw two interceptions in a game against the Buccaneers. The Colts probably would have won if Carson Wentz doesn't throw two interceptions. They lost that game 38-31. to uh, We all remember the Jacksonville game. There's just so many games that we can point out that and, and literally just say, it was kind of Carson Wentz's fault that they lost that. And so... I just think Matt Ryan is a huge upgrade. Is Matt Ryan a top five quarterback? No, but he is a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. And that's what the Colts needed because they don't need to completely rely on their quarterback. They have Jonathan Taylor back there. And and so Matt Ryan has never really gotten to play with a a team that can run the ball like the Colts can. He's going to have some support back there. I will be shocked if the Colts don't win at least 11 games. And so I think they win the AFC South. I thought I picked the Titans last year. I, I just feel like Tennessee's not going to be able to keep up with Indy uh, this season. Uh, you know, Tennessee might still make the playoffs, but at even money, I like the Colts. At the Colts just to make the playoffs, maybe as a wild card, that's minus 160. I like that. And the Colts uh, over nine and a half wins, at minus 120. Absolutely love that. Like I said, I, I think 11 is their floor. I think they get there. And, it, it, you know, I spent the time talking about Matt Ryan. You forget about what they've done on defense. They traded for Yannick Ngakwe. They added Stefan Gilmore, so they upgraded their secondary. They have Ngakwe on the defensive line with DeForest Buckner. They have one of the best linebackers in the game, Darius Leonard. This team does not have very many holes. Uh, yeah, if you can't tell, I love the Colts, and Dave is going to dump on me. I can already tell. <laughs> and I'll tell you, Dave, before you do, let me say this. I 100% agree with you in regards to Matt Ryan. Not only is he the perfect quarterback for that style, because they don't need him to come in and throw it 40 times a game. In fact, they don't want him to, like you just said, right? You've got Jonathan Taylor. The Titans and the Colts are built so similarly in terms of what they want to do offensively of use the run game, heavy, have a quarterback. You just don't have to make a bunch of mistakes, right? So I think it fits exactly what Indy wants to do, and I think it fits exactly what Matt Ryan wants to do. He doesn't have to be in Atlanta throwing it 42 times in a game. I I feel you on Indy. They're well-built. 
They're well coached, and they've got money to spend in case something goes wrong this season as well. Uh, yeah, not bad bets at all. Dave, comment on that because I know you want to, and you also have a play that correlates with that. I don't have a play that correlates with it. I've got a play that goes against it. I'm going the other way on the win total. I don't see them getting 10 wins, but it's tough for me to say that because breach is exactly right about the additions that they made. And Gakwe is significant. I think Stefan Gilmore is very big for them, but can they take advantage of it? And obviously Matt Ryan counts too. I shouldn't overlook that. Ryan is an upgrade as far as taking care of a game, helping them win games. Yeah, that's better than what Carson Wentz was doing for them. I just don't know if this team can find a way to win a ton of games and to really take on a lot of the teams that they're playing. I know that they're going up against their own division. It's the AFC South. Houston's matchups, they should win both of those. The matchup against Jacksonville, yeah, I think they should win both of those too. But then you've got Tennessee. I could see them losing both of those. I could see the Titans kind of out physicaling the Colts on those two games. And then after that, what are you looking at? The NFC East, some tough teams there. Dallas, Philly, I think they're going to beat Indianapolis. The other two teams, maybe not. So maybe that six wins right there. What about the AFC West? Who can they beat in the AFC West? I don't know if they can beat anybody in the AFC West. That leaves three games left. It's Pittsburgh, it's New England, and it's Minnesota. And it's those three games that will tell the tale about whether this is an eight or a nine win team or a 10 or an 11 win team. And I just think, especially at even money that it's safer to people for people to bet against this coaching staff, to bet against Matt Ryan and to bet against them because of their difficult schedule, finding 10 wins this year. I think they're an eight or a nine win team. There we go. And you know, you mentioned inside the division in regards to the Titans and the Texans, Props, you got two plays on those teams. What do you got? I want to preface by stating that this is not satire either, but I, I, this is my favorite bet uh, as far as any future is concerned that I've come across. I love this Texans team, or I actually specifically love this Texans number uh, as much as Breach just loves uh, the Colts. I've got them over four and a half wins at plus 125. This is going to be the largest position I open as far as a futures play is concerned. I love the Texans offseason. I was also very encouraged. Uh, by the way they played last year. I thought they were competitive despite being awful on paper and injury riddled. They competed. I was impressed by Davis Mills, who I honestly believe might be the best quarterback in that division. Uh, they had a great free agency. They get a massive haul for Deshaun Watson. Considering he didn't take the field last year, any contributions they get are a plus there. They had a terrible offensive line last year. They made it a priority in free agency to upgrade. A lot of low-risk signings uh, for, for very little money as well. Uh, got a lot of guys. They're also getting a healthy Laramie Tunsil back, who I think is going to be a big boost to that line. Only appeared in five games. They added a guard, a tackle, Justin Britt as well. They re-signed him on defense. I love what they did on defense. They added Jerry Hughes, veteran from the Bills. Added Mario Addison, who had seven sacks last year. Rasheen Green from Seattle. He quietly had six and a half sacks last year. They added MJ Stewart. From the Browns, Steven Nelson, quarterback from the Eagles. These are just a lot of guys who are veterans, who can play, who can add some stability. And I think this Texans defense is going to be 
league average or maybe a little bit better than league average as well. And then as far as their draft is concerned, adding Derek Stingley wouldn't surprise me. He makes a massive impact year one. They add an elite guard in Kenyon Green to this revamped offensive line. I love the safety. Jalen Petre, who they took, he's versatile. He can play multiple positions. As well, they took a wide receiver out of Alabama I loved. And then Christian Harris, the linebacker that they took, I believe, in the third round, started 40 games for Alabama in the SEC. Just looks like a potential linchpin in the middle of a Lovey Smith defense. Love that as well. They addressed the running back position in round four, which I personally feel is where teams could start addressing that position, wasting his first, second, or third on a running back. Never a good idea. Also added Marlon Mack from the Colts as well. The more I just break down this roster, I think I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but I wouldn't be surprised if this team flirts with eight wins. Uh, they didn't overpay anyone. They just knocked out the draft, just resigned a lot of key veterans as well. If they stay healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if they are the surprise team. In the AFC, how there's always a team in the NFL that you don't expect to get to eight to nine to 10 wins. It would not surprise me if this Texans team was not that team, even if I'm overly bullish on them, even if I'm overrating them, which I probably am. They can get to five wins in a terrible division and an extremely soft schedule as well at at plus money. I just think this is such a great value, in my opinion. So this is my largest position as far as any. Let, 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 didn't mean to interrupt you. Let me say this before you get to your Titans play here. My man, you sold that like that was Enron oil futures right there. That was well done. Oh. The Texans need to be pay, they need to be paying you, my man. They got to put you on the PR uh, payroll right there. All right, continue. I just said I appreciate that. So, yeah, I just love this Texans team. So I would definitely make that a play. Uh, and then I've got your Titans, AB, unfortunately, under nine and a half wins. Uh, just a very underwhelming offseason, highlighted by losing their second-best offensive skill player and A.J. Brown. We talked about that. Didn't have a lot of cap room to work with. The offense looks significantly worse on paper to me with a lot of risks as well, starting with their best player and workhorse, Derek Henry. He's obviously a beast, but the amount of miles and tread on those tires at this stage we saw him start to break down a little bit last year as well. I just don't think it's a recipe long-term to give a running back 30 carries and just expect to win. I just don't think that's sustainable. Uh, the biggest moves on offense for them were adding Ross, Robert Woods and Austin Hooper. Hooper is not a difference maker. Robert Woods is coming off an ACL tear in Week 10. He also didn't look that great with Stafford, who's obviously a better quarterback than Tannehill, in my opinion. Also, Tannehill last year, he kind of looked more like the Miami Tannehill Hill version than what we saw the ultra efficient guy that he was in Tennessee's uh, first couple of seasons yet last year. Something else interesting, AB, I know you love the offensive line talk. Their offensive line, according to PFF, was 16th, which obviously middle of the pack, I know. But what was interesting is only the Dolphins had a worse pass blocking efficiency score than the Titans. Needless to say, that is not good and obviously very unbalanced. Further evidence that if the run game takes a step backwards or Henry gets hurt, they're in real trouble. Uh, obviously, Vabral, a good coach. The defense is solid. They do play in the softest division in the NFL, but the schedule is tough. They have games against Cowboys, Eagles, Chargers, Chiefs, Bengals, Packers, Bills, Broncos, Raiders. I think it's going to be a stretch for this Titans team to get to 10 wins. Yeah, I think the biggest question mark, you know, in that division, obviously one of the biggest question marks across the NFL and, you know, with them drafting a quarterback in Malik Willis, uh, let me say this. Everyone in Nashville is not very happy with Ryan Tannehill at the moment. And the minute that he has a bad game, they're going to be screaming 
for Malik Willis to come in. And once that talk starts, dude, it's like athlete's foot. It doesn't go away. Right. Like it just it just festers, man, and it gets worse as it goes along. So I'm with you, man. There, there are certainly some questions. And then one of the weirdest years last year with so many injuries, yet continue to just find ways to win games. It's tough to do that year after year. But Mike Grable is a good coach, man. He I've seen some of the other coaches they've had in Nashville uh, before him and buddy. Yeah, he's uh, well, well, don't forget about Vrabel, though. When uh, John Robinson traded A.J. Brown away, Vrabel looked like he was going to break his neck. He's like, what are you yeah. doing, man? They had the right. video going in the in the, the in the draft room in the war room, and he, he didn't look thrilled about that. No, you're right. He was not happy. And you know, a week and a half before that, Vrabel was on Rich Eisen show and said, you know, Rich Eisen said, "Are you trading AJ Brown?" And he said, no. "Not as long as I'm the head coach." A week later, AJ Brown was gone. Right? Like it. It was weird, man. Like they, him and John Robinson have a good relationship, but that video, dude, it spoke for sure. All right, we have no picks in the AFC West, but I'm going to ask each one of you. Quickly, you have one word to describe a team or the division in the AFC West. What are your thoughts? And you can make it three words if you want. Dave, go first. Uh, I'll describe the Raiders. Watch out. Nice. All right, Breach. I will describe trying to pick the winner of this division. Impossible. <laughs> I like it. Props? Yeah, this division is going to be scary competitive. Yeah, it really is. All right, our final division here, the AFC East. Dave, coming to you. You got one play on the New England Patriots. Hit us with it. What do you got? Uh, this is this is tough uh, because anytime you bet against Bill Belichick, you you kind of you have to take a pause. You have to take a deep breath, and you have to say, "Am I sure that I want to do this? Am I am I really sure I want to do this?" But I think this is what I want to do. I think I want to take the Patriots to not win nine games this year. Under eight and a half wins. Their division is tougher. The Dolphins, uh, even though they've got a new coaching staff there, I think they're going to be better. I think the Jets, by the second half of the season, could start surprising people. That's a team that improved on both sides of the ball. I just don't think it's going to be instant success for them there. And Buffalo's the class of the division, if not the class of the conference. On top of that, they're playing against the AFC North. I think those are going to be tough games for them. They play against the NFC North. Half of those games are going to be tough for them. And then they've got the Colts, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. I think those games are going to be tough on them. And really what it comes down to for me is that the defense doesn't have that stud secondary player anymore. And their pass rush, they've got Matthew Judon, and he's really good. But I don't know if they've got a second guy or a third guy that's really going to scare opposing offensive lines. And so take all that into consideration, along with the fact that apparently their new offensive coordinator is Bill Belichick. He's never called plays before on offense. He's a defensive guy. Maybe he's not going to call the plays. Maybe it'll be somebody else. I, I don't know if it's any better if it's Joe Judge or Matt Patricia or any other, you know, stand by their man type of coach in New England. But I think this is a Patriots team that could have a hard time winning games. They've got nice depth at running back, kind of like their depth at wide receiver. Their offensive line is going to end up being okay, provided that it stays healthy. And I don't think Mac Jones is a slug. But I just worry about that defense playing up to the level that we've seen that defense play at before. And I think they're going to be in a lot of tough games where they come out losers. They're going to be under eight and a half wins. You know, uh, I'll say this. I think Bill Belichick is kind of morphing into Vince McMahon here where it's just his family. It's him and his family that do everything right. Like on the coaching staff. So it's funny. Him being the offensive coordinator uh, is crazy. All right. Uh, Breach coming to you. Same team. New England Patriots. We got a different look on it. What do you got? 
Yeah, kind of the same wavelength here. I think maybe I like Dave's bet better because it's much, much better value. But as Dave said at the beginning, uh, it's just tough to bet against Bill Belichick. And anytime you do it, it scares you. So instead of going under eight and a half wins, I'm going to say no. The Patriots do not make the playoffs, but that's minus 160. So you're not getting the plus 115 you get with the under eight and a half wins. But at least you have a safety net. The Patriots could get the nine wins and not make the playoffs, and you still get this. And the reason I, it's just that, look, when Belichick had his worst roster the year after Tom Brady left, Cam Newton's his starting quarterback, that team still won seven games, and that was not a very good team at all. Last year with the rookie quarterback, he got them to 10 wins and to the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, I, I think the talent level is probably about the same as it was last year. Maybe it's slightly worse. Uh, but the part of this that really scares me if I'm a Patriots fan is that every team has gotten better. The Dolphins got better. The Jets got better. The AFC is loaded. If I look at the Patriots on paper in the AFC, the entire conference, I feel like maybe they're the 10th best team, maybe the 11th. Are they even in the top 10? And so because of that, I have a hard time seeing them uh, getting up to even that seventh spot to get a wild card. So I'm going to say no. New England does not make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, and you're right. Every other team in that division got better and New England didn't. Right. Like it feels like they're going to need a lot of, you know, help and magic to to kind of get themselves at that top tier, you know, elite area. So I'm with you on that props. What were your thoughts there? You, You put the hand up. Bring us home, man. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm at a family reunion, right? And we're sitting down for a nice meal. And then my Uncle Dave just made some very eyebrow-raising, inappropriate comments, how he can fade Bill Belichick, of all people, and then eat juice to do it. I was shocked when I saw both of these guys. All due respect to you, Breach, and Uncle Dave. But fading Bill Belichick and paying juice to do it is not a recipe for gambling success, gentlemen. I'm sorry. I have loved all of your picks, but this one to me uh, was one that I just can't get on board with. All right. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? And I'll say this. I like the thought of this family barbecue that you and Dave have where you guys might go in the back and throw a few at each other, and then you're having a cold beer and some barbecue talking about the AFC East. I like that. All right, Jeweler, go ahead. Bring up that recap, man. Let's take a look at these picks that we have here. All right, Prop Stars, real quick, read through what you have there. Yep, we've got uh, Eagles to make the playoffs. Yes, minus 125. Ravens to make the playoffs. Yes, minus 125. Steelers under seven and a half wins. You can find this at plus 125, I think, on some books. is actually uh, Titans under nine and a half wins. Minus 125. And then my favorite bet that I put out, Texans over uh, four and a half wins. It's actually plus 150 on DraftKings right now. Nice. Breach, read it though. I went a little crazy. I've got quite the list here. Vikings make playoffs. Yes, at plus 105. Cowboys to win the NFC East is going to happen. Minus 110. Rams to win the NFC West. I love that one. Plus 135. The Bengals and Ravens both to go over nine and a half wins, and those are both at minus 110 at most books right now. The Colts, I love everything with the Colts right now, and I have three big Colts bets. Uh, Colts win the AFC South at even money. The Colts make the playoffs, yes, at minus 160, and the Colts over nine and a half wins at minus 120. And finally, fading Belichick. Patriots not making the playoffs at minus 160. Big day, bring us home, man. 
If you were planning on buying a brand new car this weekend, I highly recommend you buy a used one instead and then put the entirety of the difference between the new and the used cars on the Chicago Bears under six and a half wins. It's not happening. They're not going to win seven games this year. It's it's really the only bet that I would say something like that for. Really think that right now the time to strike is here because that line's going to shrink to five and a half and maybe even the four and a half line that the Houston Texans have. By the way, I agree with Alex on that too. I think the Texans are going to be better than five wins this year. The Bears under five and a half at plus 105. The Panthers under six wins at, what do I have that at? At minus 110. The Steelers, 10 to one odds to win their division. Some good arguments against that one. Some great arguments from John Breach at the Colts under nine and a half wins. But I remain defiant, and I still think that that's a bet that you've got to take it even money. And the Patriots under eight and a half wins. Yes, even at plus 115. Yes, you absolutely take this one because everybody's going to say, I can't bet against Bill Belichick. And the odds makers know it. They are taking your money if you take the over on the Patriots to win nine or more games. I love it. And also, you know what? Now I want to go buy a used car and bet on the Bears on the under. I want to fade them in a brand new used, well, used car, not brand new used car. That's the equation we got here. All right, fellas, sure do appreciate it. Want to take five, 10 seconds really quickly because you guys have so much great work going on, podcast shows, you name it. Please plug them. Dave, what do you got, buddy? Fantasy Football Today. You might be listening to this already on the Fantasy Football Today feed, wherever you download your podcast. But if you're not, go search for Fantasy Football Today podcast pretty much every day, helping you win your fantasy leagues. Just another way for you to make some extra money this year. I love it. Breach, what you got, buddy? Uh, Pick Six Podcast. That is hosted by not me, Will Brinson, but it's a daily podcast. I'm usually on two or three days per week. Uh, follow me on Twitter at John Breach. That's when I tweet out the links the days I'm on. So you have to listen to Brinson every day. You get your your two or three day dose of me. Uh, so Pick Six Podcast. Find it wherever you find your podcast. I love it. Props, bring us home, man. I'm slinging props twice a week for Sportsline CBS. Uh, you can get my articles on Mondays and Fridays, NBA props until the remainder of the season. I will then be transitioning to MLBK props, and then I cannot wait for NFL prop season. I was so excited. had so much fun doing this show with you guys. It was awesome. Yeah, this was awesome. We really do appreciate you guys and props. You know what? I can't wait. We all can't wait for your K props that translate into NFL props later in the year. All right. That's all the damage we could do for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. You know, as always, that's a lot. Let's cash these tickets. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.